0: Into the to this. It's Wednesday the 17th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, Shane Lee. How are you?
1: Timmy, I'm great. I've got a funny little story this morning. A very good mate of mine, um, David Sutton, uh, has a, a 12-year-old son, Maddie, and um, David trying to teach his son you know, how to defend himself, and he was teaching him the Bruce Lee one-inch punch. Where you could generate Mm. real pace over one inch, and Bruce Lee would would do that very well on his opponents. And um, well, he taught his young son Maddie to do it on his chest. And now my mate David Sutton has a ruptured solar plexus, and he can hardly, (laughs) he can hardly breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
0: So he's got him just under, in between the ribcage, yeah, that is. little spot. Uh, good on you, David. Anyway, Maddie's Matt, laughing, but David is not. Well, oh, be careful what you teach your children, that's for sure. All right, today, Nick Kyrgios, who can follow his, his thought processes? It's very difficult. What's going on there with him in the Australian Open? Usman, he looks like he's back for the Australian cricket team. And the Socceroos, a telling draw.
1: Shane, Nick Kyrios he's
0: come out earlier in the week in this new podcast he's done with a few childhood mates and basically said, oh, call off the Australian Open. The whole idea of bringing non-vaccinated people into Melbourne is, you know, you can't do it after 275 days of lockdown that Melbourne have had anyway. It got headlines, as you'd imagine. Todd Woodbridge was talking about it on the radio, was in the papers, it was on the telly. And then he's come out on his Instagram and said, no, I want to qualify what I said because I think people misinterpreted what I said about the Australian Open. Then he said the same thing again.
1: <laughs> mate, some people, some sportsmen should just not speak, I don't think. Um, yeah, just t- very typical of Nick, saying one thing. Look, I think he was trying to say that uh, unvaccinated people coming to Melbourne with what Melbourne have suffered, you know, 300-odd days in lockdown mm. um, would, be, would be silly to do but call off the Australian Open. Like, come on, mate. Um, this is a, the Australian Open and, and a career you've built yourself around these sort of tournaments. So he's all over the shop. And, uh, yeah, I think old Nick... Should just stick to playing tennis for a little, for a few more years, and then he could come out and be a shock jock oh, it 'd be good if he did just stick to playing tennis wouldn 't it be wonderful
0: if we had him at all the tournaments the, uh, and, I, and look, can I speak for the people of Melbourne and say that I reckon they might want the australian open like <laughs> yeah. uh, they 'd be absolutely desperate for the Boxing Day Test match and the Australian Open because they are a sports loving Town and uh, yeah, I just find his messaging a little bit all over the shop. But that is Nick Kyrios, uh, he is rocks or diamonds. Um, now, cricket, it looks like Usman will be back back in this squad at all for the Ashes. I speak of, and this is a few years since he's been there. There's been all the little bits of commentary and the blabs
1: with Langer and his little thing with Ian Chappell. Yeah, this is a really good sign from the Australian selectors. It does show that if you score runs and you put uh, runs on the board and take wickets. Um, you will get selected, and it's really, really good to see that they put all that history behind them. Um, It'll come down now to the balance of the team um, in the end, but look, I I think I I really want him in that team, and I I think he will end up opening... I think he'll start at five and I think he will end up opening by the end of this series for Australia. I think he'll take Harris's spot. Do you think there's
0: a chance and Ian Botham's actually got behind the Mitchell Marsh campaign as well. Uh, Brad Haddon uh, was spruiking the other day, why don't we put Marsh in at five and take Green at six and it'll give us the most versatile bowling lineup? Obviously, um, would sort of uh, make the batting a little brittle. Um, but, you know, one of the test matches, like a Perth test or something, that might just suit.
1: Look, I don't agree. I, I think... Um, only having mm. four specialist batsmen is, is a big, big mistake in test cricket. And um, look, Green is still finding his way. He hasn't really set the world on fire um, this sort of uh, uh, pre-season um, with a lot of runs. Mm. He's doing a bit of bowling. But I don't think you can have two players that are very, very similar in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, that'd be a bad move. You can have you can have Green or Mitchell Marsh in that team, potentially batting at six, but you can't have both. I don't think. You wouldn't have the two of them.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. And uh, Dave Warner, well, I suppose this was pretty obvious, wasn't it? Um, He got played around with with the IPL. He got dropped as captain, dropped by the team because his form was was disgraceful. And he's just come out and said that impact on him, which uh, has been labelled IPL heartbreak, spurred him on to do what he did
1: and become the player of the tournament, the T20 World Cup. Yeah, look, history repeats itself. Dave Warner is a fighter. We know that he's a boy from Maruba, grew up in housing commission. We've always said he he he, he he's always in a fight. Um, and yeah, you mentioned you're right, Timmy. He was dropped by the Sunrisers Hyderabad, and mm. funnily enough, it was Kane Williamson who took over the captaincy, and it was Kane Williamson that that was captain uh, against uh, the Aussies in the final there. And um, but yeah, he he turned a really good um, a negative into a, a real positive in the tournament, and was player of the series. Arguably, um, I think we both thought Zamp probably should have been, but. Uh, Nonetheless, he had a fantastic series for Australia. And the Will Pukowski saga just continues for Victoria
0: and Australia because he's, uh, he's, he's labelled as a, a real potential player at
1: international level. But these concussions just causing all sorts of strife, aren't they? Yeah, 10 concussions. He hasn't played a game mm. since his test taboo back in January last year. Um, it's unbelievable, this. Look, this is a, this might be a silly statement, but... Tony Greg was the guy that brought in helmets many years ago, and it was basically a basic motorbike helmet. I think Wilbekoski needs a different helmet. The Albion C and D helmets obviously don't work enough. Um, mm. They protect you from um, potentially dying when you get hit in the head, but you still get concussion through them. So he needs almost like a motorbike helmet when he goes out to bat, yeah. and then yeah, or mo- some other yeah protection some o- underneath. Yeah. It's something different because it's not working for him.
0: No, and uh, yeah, it's it's just becoming such a problem for him. We do wish him well, uh, but yeah. at, at that age, it's, it's, it's so difficult, isn't it, to emerge from an issue like that. Now, the World Game Australia's had a controversial draw with China, but but it hurts them a bit in the football game it
1: does mate they're now third um, in their division Uh, they've been leapfrogged by Japan Um, they were up 1-0 at half time um, in Sharjah versus uh, versus China Um, Mitch Duke scored um, in the first half but yeah a controversial penalty uh, in the second half it was Jimmy Jago's um, Mm. alleged handball that that gave them a penalty. So yeah, one all draw. It's um, They've got a little bit, bit of work to do now if they want to qualify for this World Cup. Yeah, voices from afar. Ange
0: Postacoglu has called for a united front from Australian football to make the A-League work going forward. Um, we've heard this before a few times. Um, they do need some clear air, don't they? Their competition starts this week. They need some clear air. They've been battered around by COVID, but what do you think? Well, can they get it together? Can
1: can um, football in this country work and work well? Mate, this has happened what six or seven times now. There's a there's mm. a new new era. There's a new new league, a new new team, new new great staff around the around the sport. But um, everyone gets behind it for about fifteen minutes. It feels like, and then they turn on each other. But um, look, I just think um, that the structure is one thing, but you've got to get people to go to the matches. And I thought they were there. Only two, three years ago, there was some fantastic mm. um, football played in Australia um, in the A-League, um, and it just sort of it's, – it's waned yeah. again. So, yeah, let's, let's let's hope it can continue because there's a lot of, lot of kids that play uh, soccer or football, as they call it, overseas in this country. Um, we just need the best players playing here so we can put on a really good performance on TV.
0: Rugby League and Phil Gould has brought uh, Willie Mason, it looks like, back as uh, part of the coaching staff at the Kennel.
1: Mate, what is this about? Like, this is – possibly the worst move I've ever heard of. Willie Mason, like, that guy had controversy follow him his whole career. He made poor decisions on the field and off the field. Mate, he has he had more wooden spoons than Martha Stewart, this bloke. I mean, Why would you bring him into the coaching ranks? Poor move from the Bulldogs. Oh, I, I don't know. I reckon you've been a
0: bit tough there. Look, I, uh-huh. I, I think he's... I think he's steadied his life, Willie, and it may be the smartest move of all time to get him there and, and if he's in the right mind frame to try and navigate some of the younger players forward. Look, time will time will tell. Um, Phil Gould, he has made some master strokes in the past, could bring... Willie Mason back to the Bulldogs be the right one? Well, um, not according to Shane Lee but, um, or Martha Stewart. But um, Israel Folau uh, and I like Willie, I, I really do. Israel Folau, rumoured to be making a bid for the Queensland Senate. What is going on here? The Queensland Senate with
1: the United Australian Party. Mate, I'm gonna. I'm setting very cranky today, but I, I'm not a fan of Israel Flower either, mate. I'm. I um, reckon <laughs> this is a good move for him because he is the furthest thing from a united Australian party. <laughs> I think he's not gonna unite anyone. This guy. Um, he seems very selfish. He's got his beliefs, which is fine. You can have those, but uh, he's normally out for himself. And I think politics will be a really good lesson for him there you go. Oh yeah, those text
0: messages from Craig Kelly and others, oh goodness, let's not go political. But uh, Rugby Union, well, uh, a 45 year unwanted record if we lose to Wales. That's how long it's been since we've lost all the games on the Spring Tour in Europe and two heavy penalty counts against Australia, against Scotland and England, and the Welsh, as we know, are no pushovers.
1: This is going to be difficult. Yeah, they're a tough team. They're very physical. Um, let's let's. I think we've, we've got real good, good momentum going into this series. Mm. Um, it hasn't gone our way over there, but we don't want to have a clean sweep of losses. As you said, 45 years. This hasn't happened in the professional era for Australia, so um, Hooper's still sort of touch and go with his injury, so hopefully he can get back on the paddock and, and lead the Aussies to a... Which will be a hard-fought win against the Welsh. Um, take, um, there's no bones about that. They are real, real tough, and it'll be a grind. And um, we'll have to be at our best to uh, not walk away with a clean sweep of losses, mate.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping against hope that they can beat the Welsh. I really am. Now, uh, rugby union, rugby league, they've they've, been, they've seemed quite fortunate in this COVID era not to be. You know, handicapped too much by uh, positive cases. But the AFL, left,
1: right, and centre, now the chief executive officer at one of the clubs. Yeah, it's um, happened at Essendon Football Club. Look, it's going to, I think we keep saying it to me, it's going to keep happening, this Mm. sort of stuff. And, um, the, the key is to identify it as quickly as possible and remove them from the, um, the group, um, and then everyone else gets tested and you can move on. It's just going to keep happening. It's the world we live in now, and um, mm. I think that the AFL are very, very stringent in their uh, requirements for testing and, and protocol, so um, they will manage it very well. They're the best sporting um, association in this country, no doubt. Yeah, Gary Lyons leapt off the top uh, rope
0: regarding – uh, the Gold Coast and their handling of their list. Um, he. Uh,
1: this is referring, obviously, to the Hugh Greenwood mess. Yeah, it's um, they got. They tried to get too funky, the Gold Coast sons, and they tried to be clever by having a few guys delisted, which would give them better draft picks. Um, and this just means that uh, I think it was uh, uh, Noble's wife who um, saw this on social media, and she saw that uh, uh, Hugh Greenwood had been delisted, mm. and North Melbourne have snapped him up. Fantastic! So it's a great win for North Melbourne. It's a debacle for the for the Gold Coast Sun because this this kid is um has talent and, and it was going to be the future of, the, of potentially that football club. Yeah, difficult, isn't it? Football teams on the Gold Coast look. The Titans uh, did very well
0: last year, but they're they're difficult to get right. They are difficult, difficult to get right now. F one, this is a really positive story, isn't it, young Oscar? Piastri
1: promoted to Alpine Reserve Driver. But he has. He's a boy that hails from Melbourne um, and potentially mm. he'll be hailed as our next Formula One driver. Um, this is a big promotion for him and um, yeah, with this. Potentially comes a lot of money, Timmy. You know what these F1 drivers get paid. It's a really, really good step for the young uh, Australian. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. uh,
0: Yeah. It's a a long road. I know that they start in go-karts at a very young age, but they work very, very hard. And so many never get anywhere near the whole Formula 1 circuit. But uh, good on him and good luck to him going forward. Now, finally, Shane, um, the Whacker. I obviously love covering cricket at the Wacker. It was... um, yeah, a great old ground and the ball would fly high and there was all those, you know, folklore
1: stories about <laughs> Jeff Thompson hitting the sight screen on the bounce. Yeah, mate. We went there in New South Wales back in 93, 94. It was the first time I'd been to the Wacker, and I remember um, a few of the guys hadn't played there and a guy that I played a lot with, a guy called Neil Maxwell, mm-hmm. um, we could see the the... Wacker pitch sort of glowing almost From the change room, it was so shiny yep. and, and Neil ran out there with a brand new White ball and said, "Oh, it can't be that Bouncy this wicket, and he ran up To the wacker wicket and bounced a, a brand new White cricket ball onto it and the ball came that fast back up off the pitch, It hit Neil in the jaw. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was seriously bouncy. And um, he goes, yep, it is bouncy over here. And uh, sure enough, the game we played, yeah, it flies. It's, it was good fun to bat on. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and it was amazing to watch as a boy, wasn't it, um, where it would just stay with, with Rod Marsh or Alan Knott, whoever was keeping. It just stay at that one level for forever, um, yeah, the WACA ground in Perth, of course, uh, over and superseded by Optus Stadium, but um, some great memories. Time, That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Yeah, wonderful sponsors in main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E,
0: And the great man himself, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.